Record. Record. This is all stuff a producer would do. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is, of course, the one and only galactically renowned. <laughs> we don't know. No, it's true. Oh, it is. NASA said so. NASA. This might sound stupid podcast. Uh, podcast where two friends get together occasionally <laughs> at this point to uh, hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. Got a little tired today. Full screen this. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if this is your first time listening to us, uh, subscribe to us on whatever app you get your podcast on. Uh, also, give us a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Give us a follow on Twitter, at TMSS underscore podcast. And then delete Twitter. Yep. <laughs> delete Twitter. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Twitter's awful. Um, and if you ever want to email us, you can email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Remind me on Twitter. I had a thing to say. Sorry. We are starting later than normal. We usually start about 10 minutes late. Give people time to filter in. Oh yeah. Uh, me and Dan are usually busy talking about work stuff that we can't really talk about on air. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we started even later because you guessed it. My fucking kids are sick again. Mm Mm-hmm. I was home with my daughter Tuesday. I had to take her to work Wednesday. Now my son is sick. My wife was home today. <laughs> and I was busy upstairs talking to Amber, trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do with our stupid sick kids because we're trying to work our jobs. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Holy shit. So sorry we started <laughs> late, but at least we started because my daughter threw an epic meltdown fit at 10 after 6. When it was bedtime screaming and hitting the door and not because she's sick but just because she wanted to throw a fit well because she doesn't really throw mega fits anymore she's kind of outgrown that but Mm. she is sick and tired yeah you know she's on the end of her sickness and she's tired 
and she just doesn't have kind of the composure and self-control that she normally does. Mm-hmm. So she threw this epic fit, and I was just like, I don't want to do the podcast. I don't have any. This is taking all of my energy away. And I wasn't even the one dealing with it. Amber was. But it was just like, this is, it was just sapping my energy. But we're here. Uh, it's probably going to be a short one. Happa blapper. Oh, no. Are you actually in here? Uh, it's probably going to be a short one. Probably get done, I don't know, 9.30 or so. Probably mm-hmm. wrap up. Okay. Um, Twitter. I was actually, I was walking the dog today mm-hmm. and thinking about the last thing that I went on Twitter for was just like, why the fuck did I look at this? Why did I look at, why do I ever open Twitter? I hate Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I should delete Twitter from my phone. Sure. Just completely delete the app. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time, the only the only difference is I wouldn't be able to do the stupid picture of us in the tweet, which who cares? No. Uh, and just tweet that we're going live mm-hmm. from my computer. Yeah. And that way I won't ever be tempted to open Twitter mm-hmm. and look at the awful garbage nonsense that it, Twitter's so I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I did think about signing up for TikTok the other day. <laughs> TikTok seems like it might be fun. Happa blapper. I wonder. He must be. I'll bet he's busy and he just can't type. Uh, nope, he's already gone. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, they saw me. <laughs> they saw me. What are you drinking, Dan? You got uh, two there. This I had a very long time ago. Um, there was like a time like four years ago uh, when like milkshake IPAs. Do you remember that? Yep. Was that uh, four years ago? Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making up a number. Uh, okay. <laughs> before COVID, but after Barrel Three was open, so sometime in that in that it was before COVID. I for some reason I thought milkshake IPAs got popular after COVID, but mm-hmm. I we all know my memory. Yeah, but I remember I remember drinking it at. I've smoked too much weed in my life to have Barrel Three. Um, but this was like one of the first in the store, and I was very surprised when like they had like remade it. Amber's gonna give me more water. Oh, okay. And give us the finger. <laughs> Trying to exist over here and thank you. That's a key line. He's part. talking about it right now. You interrupted. Yeah. And she also <laughs> walked away. She's like, <laughs> What'd she, you get? Walks away. She didn't even like wait to hear. No, you have to go. She runs. Uh but this is a uh, key lime pie. Nice. Uh from who? Modest? Yeah. Okay. Because like they did like the the ones that were like in the store. Oh, you know what I haven't had in a long, long time was Key Sublime. Does Barrel Theory even make that anymore? I haven't, I haven't seen that on their menu in a very long time. <clears throat> Just make sure this isn't like... like Poison? For, or like from like four years ago, and they just kind of found it and like put it in their fridge or something <laughs> at, at, at Total Wine. I suppose that could happen. I can't believe my fucking kids are sick again. Yeah, I'll let do a thing for a second. Okay. <laughs> I'm drinking Celebration again. I'm just about out of them. And we're going to have to get more beer. Mm-hmm. I should do that here. Oh, my God. Hey, hey. Thank you. You're the best. 
Bloop, 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 bloop. Amber and the kids are supposed to go out of town this weekend, too. <laughs> and so now we're not sure if Nemo is getting more sick. Okay. Because he seemed pretty good all day. And then tonight he started sneezing more and sounded stuffed up at bedtime. But his temperament... Was his temperament still good? Dan said he heard him whining. Amber. Was his temperament still good at bedtime? Yeah. Okay. You must have heard you must have heard Aurora. Okay. It, it is like when I came in I could just hear kids and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if they're like Yeah. Yeah, okay. Chinese or flashlight and book light. Oh, okay. Chinese or flashlight and book light. <clears throat> Daniel? Probes? Probes. 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 Maybe. Kibby's here. Probes, Kibby. What's up, my friend? Um, Very light. Holy crap. I'm not going to ask to drink it. I know. Who I'm knows like, if I'm sick? That's the thing. I was like, eh, I thought about it. I was like, eh, we're not going to do that. Nope. <clears throat> what are these notes? Those are so oh, there old. he is. Yeah, I told you he's here. Um, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I said my thing about Twitter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I just, I'm just like... I need a break from this sickness, man. Mm. I mean, it has been, I really think maybe with the exception of winter break, it's been every week since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like you guys. And I think even before, no, even before that, so maybe since like the beginning of November or right around MEA. Oh yeah. It was like end of October for you guys. I think it's been like every week mm-hmm. where Aurora will be better for four or five days and then have something new. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was talking to <clears throat> some coworkers today and I was like, it's crazy because Dan and I have sick time that rolls over mm-hmm. in our jobs. Uh, and when I, when Amber, when Aurora was born, Amber had like, I don't know if it was exactly a year, but it had, we'll just say approximately a year of maternity leave. So anytime the kids were sick, I didn't have to worry about it. Mm. It was just, they would just stay home with Amber because mm-hmm. she was home with Aurora. Uh, and then <laughs> when Aurora was nine months old, approximately nine months old, uh, the world shut down mm-hmm. and we went into quarantine and there was COVID and that was all weird. And so again, it was like, well, you're not really using sick time cause you're just at home and so are your kids and everybody's at home. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I never use sick time. And so now I have like 300 mm-hmm. some odd hours of sick time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why it was funny. I'm not going to name names, but which is why it was funny when that person <laughs> asked Mike that question. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? You might not. Somebody asked, like, I don't ever, I don't ever see his uh, like sick time request getting posted. And it was like, oh yeah, because they come through me. Uh, but it's like, uh, also, I have 300 some odd hours. But that's what I was talking about with my coworkers today. It's just this weird thing where now I have all the sick time, mm-hmm. but like. At a certain, I took Aurora to work with me yesterday because it's like, at a certain point, you still have shit to do. Yeah. Like even I couldn't. I. It's just like man, there's. I can't take this many sick days, and it's even harder for Amber to take sick days. It's just been insane this year. O- only two people call my desk phone. Uh, like the lady at my front desk, mm-hmm. and uh, your media clerk. <laughs> when you like when you're not there, she'll come be like. Can you do this thing to a Chrome real quick? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Brittany's awesome. I love her. 
<laughs> she today, I pull into work, and there's a police car in the parking lot with its lights on, mm. and two cops outside, like approaching the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I literally said out loud to myself, well, this isn't what you want to see first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still dark out. And I'm pulling into the parking lot, and it's like, what is going on? So I drive by, and I look, and it's just some poor mom that these cops have pulled over, and they're like, have their light, their <laughs> flashlights, and their lights on. And then I literally said out loud to myself, oh, man, leave that poor mom alone. <laughs> like, I it was just like, oh, it's some poor mom. So then I parked... Uh, and I responded to some message on my phone, and I get out of my car, uh, and then I see Brittany coming in, who yesterday, when I left work, I told, like, hey, I might be a little late tomorrow, because I'll probably have to drop my son off, because Amber's going to stay home. And I was like, well, I'm here on time, because Nemo is now sick, so he's just home with Amber, too. And she laughs, and she goes, well, <laughs> make sure uh, you stop at that that four-way right before the school and i was like oh yeah did you see that some poor mom and she goes it was me <laughs> and i was like it was <laughs> she just like didn't make a full enough stop mm-hmm. i guess and yeah it was just funny all right good night everybody <laughs> that was my whole story <clears throat> um what did i want to talk about i need to be more drunk <clears throat> oh man i went to therapy today mm. for the first time since november and it was there's just there's other there's other shit going on and dan in my world that we can't really talk about uh but it felt so good to go to therapy uh and just talk about stuff and uh today I got to think about how I want to talk about some of this. I have a friend who recently kind of, you know what gaslighting is? Mm -hmm. I have a friend who kind of gaslit me recently. Uh, And I don't want to go into too many specifics. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I can, I mean, I can tell you the specifics later. Mm. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't me, was it? No, (laughs) it wasn't. It wasn't anybody in movie night. It wasn't any of like our crew. Uh, It's kind of one of my, outside of the the crew friends mm-hmm. uh and it was like it really bugged me it really rubbed me the wrong way uh and i kind of realized it's because my my dad and my stepmom are, have like i mean i knew this before but i you know talking about it with amber it was like i think the reason it bugs me so much is because that's what my dad and stepmom would do is thanks for being mad kibby i'm sure you're not mad about me mentioning movie night you're mad on my behalf and thank yeah. and thank you um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it just really bugged me. It really rubbed me the wrong way. And that's, they would always just make me feel like I was selfish or I was Mm -hmm. bad or I was wrong or, you know, things like that. Um, and it was really nice in therapy today to kind of talk about this experience that I had with this person and just have somebody say like, I don't, I think the way that you're dealing with it is completely emotionally appropriate and you know uh and she was just saying it sounds like you are a really direct communicator and there's nothing wrong with you know like Mm -hmm. i have 
rubbed so many people the wrong way in my life that mm-hmm. I, I've started to convince myself that there's something wrong with the way I behave or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. I'm just really direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would rather just tell people how I feel mm-hmm. uh, than beat around the bush or things like that or just tell people like, I don't want to go do that. And then like one of the things that people will do and it, it can be hard with your friends because like, they like you and they want you around and they want you to be included. And they're like, why not? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't know. It seems stupid to me. <laughs> like I've done it on the podcast or like you guys getting, uh, I know you're not actually mad, but like getting mad at me about the Marvel stuff. It's like, I don't know. They seem stupid and boring. I don't want to watch them. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that was a really nice part about therapy today was I was talking about different experiences like that in my life and just having somebody say like, there's nothing, as long as you're not trying to be hurtful, Uh, and so like long story short, maybe that's not the right turn of phrase, but anyway, this is with this friendship. It just is kind of a thing where I'm like, eh, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really have the emotional energy. Mm -hmm. Like if you had done this, for Mm -hmm. example, I would come to you afterwards, like after I had kind of processed it and been like, Hey man, I really feel like you're gaslighting me. And here's why I don't, I don't feel like you took any ownership of this situation. Uh, and it hurt my feelings, you know, like I would come and talk to you because I've been friends with you for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a relationship I'm super invested in. I would put the emotional energy into it. And this one just isn't. And so it's not like I'm just going to cut this person off for my life. Cause yeah. that would be, I don't know, insane. <laughs> But it was like, I'm not, I'm just not going to put a lot of energy into that relationship. I'm not going to kind of have a conversation about what happened because I just, yeah, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. And uh, my therapist challenged me on it and was like, okay, but what if this person comes to you and says like, hey, things are weird between us. Why? What would you say? And I was like, oh, I would just tell them it's because mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, the things I just said to you. Yeah. Uh, and then she was like, okay. And what if they said, why didn't you come talk to me about it? And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have a problem just being direct and saying like, I just didn't want to put the, I just don't have the energy for it. And, uh, it just didn't seem like a conversation that I felt like I needed to have, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'll be that blunt with people. And, and it was nice to hear somebody say like, that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you're obviously really good at cultivating and maintaining relationships in your life because you have all these friends and Mm -hmm. you have, you know, you've been with your wife for so long and like you're good at doing it, but I, there's nothing wrong with just kind of making yourself clear. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. Like it was really affirming and just kind of took a, like what's happening with therapy is it just kind of takes a little of this load off my shoulders that I feel like I put there myself. Sometimes yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like, uh, you know, the your uh, oh God, who's that? Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. To be at uh, Brett's fires that would add that we'd see at Barrel Theory all the time. Um, he, did, he did that rucksacking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Like you're, you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah, you're like loading up your rucksack with like, oh well, emotional baggage. Yeah, of like all the stuff that like, you know, just for what? Yeah, for whatever reason you've just told yourself it's true. Right. That like. Um, that anyway. I'm an asshole or that I'm hard to be friends yeah. with. I've literally talked about it on the... I remember one and like, night... And I was, like, no matter how many times, like, 
You, right. you just don't believe us. Right. Because you're just like, oh, they're just being nice to me. <laughs> well, I have started to believe you over, over time. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and one night I was saying it on the podcast and my buddy Matt, who I've been friends with since I was 11, mm-hmm. he was like, you're not hard to be friends with that. I don't know why you say that. And for some reason, I remember that night because it just was like, okay, maybe I'm not. Because <laughs> I have been friends with a lot of these people for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I like I have convinced myself so often in my life that like my friends don't enjoy being around me. And I really think in the last few years, I have started to like turn a corner on that and be like, no, my friends do like me. And I think a part of what they like about me is the, the directness and that they don't need to wonder where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I also think that some of my friends like uh, Javin are really good at, and you are really good at recognizing when I'm just being like, stubborn like i've made my mind up mm-hmm. on and this is usually on more fun things like yeah. movies or some kind of entertainment where i have just made my mind up on a thing that it's dumb and not worth my time mm-hmm. and you guys have convinced me on a number of things to exp- like the fast and the furious movies are a great example mm-hmm. where i was like that's so dumb i don't want to watch any of these and then we watched one for movie night one time and i was like okay <laughs> i was wrong this is a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the same thing with mission impossibles where mm-hmm. i'd convinced myself that those were stupid and not worth my time and then we watched one. And I was like, okay, I, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> so that stuff has helped too, where I'm like, well, not only do my friends like having me around, but they will, they'll be patient with me, which means I must have some rewarding qualities, mm-hmm. you know, therapy is, I don't know. It's been really helpful. And then the other thing that I got, I got to say at the end of therapy that was really nice was I, see you later <laughs> in the last probably six months, I have gotten to feel like a good parent Hmm. and what i was saying to amber today when i was talking to her about therapy afterwards it was like i nemo just turned six and i don't feel like i've ever really gotten to say i like i'm proud of myself as a parent or i feel good about Hmm. myself as a parent or like that was a good parent like Mm -hmm. and i just have gotten that and i think therapy has really helped with that yeah. Being able to recognize thing being able to let myself recognize things that I'm doing well mm-hmm. and knowing that it's okay to recognize them and feel like, good about them. Like yeah, like toot your own horn. Right. Because mm-hmm. I because that can be definitely difficult, especially for like if you're like an introvert or or things like that where like like you like you feel like you you feel like you're showing off or something if you like just just saying that to somebody else feels like you're like bragging. That's not so much what it is for me. For, oh, that's me, what it is for me. For me, it's like the moment that <clears throat> the moment that I feel like I'm doing good, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm not. Then I won't try anymore. Oh, so I, it's almost like you have to constantly be. You have to. It's not that you. You more have to constantly be looking for all of the things that you're not good enough at and that you're not doing right or as best as you could mm-hmm. or to the best of your abilities. Uh, and because of that, you never allow yourself to sit back and look at the things that you're doing, yep. that you are doing well. Because you're always on to the next thing. Like- right. You're always looking for your deficits and trying to f- figure out what you did wrong and how could you do it better mm-hmm. instead of kind of also looking at your strengths. Cause I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, I could have done that better. That oh. could have been a better interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but be yeah, but like being like, you know, outside of being like, okay, you know, these six years have been okay. Let's you know, let's not sleep on this. Let's we got you know, there's eighty more for the <laughs> for this kid. I got <laughs> I can't I can't rest on my laurels here. Right, but that's not what it is. It's <clears throat> you gotta feel good about yourself sometimes, don't you? Yeah. And that's more what it is. It's just been, and I've just had these moments of like, I wonder if a part of it too, I'm thinking this right now. I wonder if a part of it too is that I've just, I've been so focused on trying to be a good parent and so, so afraid of my kids feeling about me the way I feel about my dad mm-hmm. that like it, it, is paying off now and i can start to see that like i can see my son he's getting into this like look up to dad Mm -hmm. phase like you know he admires his dad and and and, and like and i guess also accepting that a lot of that isn't so much you like over trying to like overcompensate to like not be your dad but Mm -mm. it's just you being you around your kids yeah i would definitely say there's no overcompensating Mm -hmm. But I have been trying to correct. And I do think that one of the best things that there... I would say the best thing I've gotten out of therapy. Let me think. Yeah. I think hands down, the best thing I've gotten out of therapy is one phrase that my therapist gave me. She's given me a lot of different... Because that's the first time I met with her, I was like, I can see my deficits. Like I was just saying, I'm really good at seeing my deficits. But I, there are things with me as a parent and just me as a human that I, I am finally accepting I can't like change or manage on my own. I can't, I have to admit it, like I can't fix it on my own. And so what I'm looking for is kind of tools and resources and help on how to catch some of this stuff when it happens. And one of the best thing that she gave me is just this phrase that is the story I'm telling myself. And I have used it in conversation with Amber multiple times where I feel like I'm getting escalated and the conversation we're going to have is going to turn into like, you know, an argument or Amber and I don't really fight, but it'll just be like an uncomfortable conversation or an argument or a thing where we both go away unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I have used it multiple times where I like pause the whole conversation. I'm like, okay, the story I'm telling myself is... And like, I just build these elaborate, like terrors in my head. Mm -hmm. And it's been so helpful in those conversations to have Amber be able to go like, no, that's not it at all. You know, and like, then she sees where I'm at and why I'm escalated. Mm -hmm. That's been super helpful. And then it's been super helpful just in other moments with my kids or at work where I'm just, my mind will go from zero to 60 and it'll imagine these worst case scenarios. And it's this really cool thing to be able to pause and say, the story I'm telling myself is. Uh, no, it's something I decided to do. Um, you did rob that bank. That's not why I had to do That's why i have this thing on my ankle oh yeah no uh i 
I have, I didn't have the patience that I wanted to have with my children is ultimately the thing that pushed me into it. Um, I guess that's the answer. It, it had been a thing that I had thought about for a while. Uh, half a blapper who had been in here. My buddy Mike has, I've seen in him the good that therapy has done for him. He's had such an amazing experience. And he has it. talked about how good therapy has been for him. And that w- Mike was another really big like help in, in me getting to therapy. But there was a time where I just lost my patience that well there were two times and one of them i know i can't talk about because it just makes me so sad uh and it's never been you know just (laughs) just for my own edification it's never been anything abusive Mm -hmm. or traumatic it's just like yelling or slamming a door or things like that where Mm -hmm. i would just lose my patience and yell um, and one of one of them, one time Nemo fell and got a bloody nose. This was one of the big ones for me. He fell and got a bloody nose and it was at his own birthday party. And I was not compassionate with him. I was just, it was, I don't want to talk about it because I can't do it without feeling so awful that I'll just start crying. Is that at the gym place? Yes. Okay. But it was, it was just this terrible experience and I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. I'll never feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. But that was a big one. Uh, yeah. And then I think, I think another part of it for me personally, well, I mean, it's all for me personally, but a part of it that's not motivated by my children is I am a person who it's like, I've been saying, I convince myself that not, and I do it a lot that none of the people in my life like me, Mm -hmm. that they don't want to be around me. Doom spiral and that they don't, that they're all looking for ways to avoid me, that they're all looking for ways to get out of relationships with me. I would convince myself this about Amber, about you, (laughs) you know, like about all of my friends and it would get terribly depressing. And I feel like I could feel it being on the verge of thoughts like it would be better if I'm not around. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I've never had any kind of thoughts like that uh, in my adult life. Um, and I want to be really careful talking about it because mm-hmm. I think it is such a serious thing, but it was like, I could start at sometimes to feel myself being on the verge of those thoughts of like, it would just be better for these people if I wasn't in their lives, which is dangerously close to like the next step in mm-hmm. that thought. Mm-hmm. I used to have fantasies about just like, packing up and leaving i mean this is before kids but just like packing up and leaving and moving like somewhere and just not telling anybody where i was going uh and just like going and getting some job in a you know some town like i would have these just crazy adolescent fantasies about Mm -hmm. like i mean even in my 20s and i would say they're still you know very adolescent very immature thoughts but it would just be like but like that, you know, that was the beginning. And then I would still have them even after kids, not the fantasies, but just those kind of thoughts and feelings of like it would, I think people would be happier without me around. I'm a burden to have around. Mm-hmm. And that gets on, that gets into dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? 
So I think those two things combined and they were happening more and more often. I was convincing myself that people didn't like me or want to be around me mm-hmm. more and more often uh, as I got older and like kids added stress to that. And it was like, I'm not, I'm not, my kids are going to, it's going to be worse for my kids to have me in their life than it would be if I wasn't in their life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And they would be these weird intrusive thoughts. Uh, and I, I, I would say since like my second or third therapy session, those have really not been there. Uh, and that statement, the story I'm telling myself has really been helpful with it because before my thoughts get to that point, mm-hmm. I can stop and, and pause and go, well, the story I'm telling myself is that, you know, I don't have an example. I can't think of a, an example off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it would it would just be these crazy things. And I'll even do it with my kids sometimes where it'll just be like, Nemo's going to sled down that hill and he, there's going to be a rock and he's going to crack his head open. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and he'll be deformed for the rest of his life. Or, you know, like it's just, I go to these crazy extremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a part of that is just because for, from my earliest memories, you know, my brother died when I was three months old. Mm-hmm. So from my earliest memories, I just know that the, like the worst thing that can happen to a person or at least to a parent can happen, can just happen out of nowhere. Uh, and so I'm always kind of looking out for that to happen. Sure. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question, Kibby? It was, it wasn't like one thing. It was just this compounding of things over the years um and then there was a time where this is hard to admit but (laughs) uh we all have our faults there was a time where our daughter was really sick uh and she had to get i think it's called amoxicillin for an ear infection that's yes uh and we gave it to her and amoxicillin just doesn't taste great and she like spit it all out, but you have to take the full, like however many doses of amoxicillin for it to work. And I was just like at my wits end, like kids had been sick. Uh, I think we were still worried about COVID stuff and it was just, I was just so stressed and so tired. And I had a fit, like a full grown man just had a fit. And I said at some point something along and Amber can correct me if I don't get it exactly right. But I said at some point, something along the lines, to my like two-year-old i can't believe you spit it out how do you expect to get better if you're just spitting out your medicine you fucking idiot (laughs) and like i I wasn't like i was holding her and saying it i was just saying it at large the room because i was freaking out and throwing a hissy fit Mm -hmm. and i had this big giant fit uh and then i don't i don't really remember afterwards i know that i took time to go chill Mm mm-hmm uh, and then the rest of that day, I was so ashamed and I felt so bad and I wasn't talking to anybody and I was just like so removed from everybody in my house. And my wife sent me a text message that was firm but loving and it was basically like, I know that you're trying to work on your temper and on your patience, but you need to figure out what to do to do more because you cannot talk to our kids that way. And she was right. Like, she was absolutely right. I know she was right. And we had a conversation that night where I was like, I know that you're right. And I just started bawling. And I was so sad and, like, so ashamed. Mm-hmm. 
And then I th- I think it was like the next day or two days later, I went out and started looking for a therapist. And it has genuinely been – that's one of the reasons I want to talk about it so much because it's been genuinely helpful and like life-changing for me. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. So kind of embarrassing to admit to everybody. No, but but let's say it's like like you know like every every parent gets some right. experiences something similar to that at some point in there. You just had a, you just break down, yeah, and that's what it was. I just I just broke that day when she spit out that medicine, mm-hmm. and then you feel so awful about it afterwards. But <clears throat> I was just having big reactions like that too often. And like name calling my own kids, it was just like, <laughs> what a childish thing to do, you fucking idiot. Uh, I still think because that one was she was like two. Yeah. <clears throat> She's not really gonna remember it. No. Which is one of the things Amber was saying. Like, I know that you're trying, and I know that you're working on yourself, but you need like you we need it needs to happen faster, because. You know, your two-year-old's not really going to remember it, mm-hmm. but, like, your 12-year-old will. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> Nemo is an example where on his fifth birthday, that's the one that I really feel bad about because it's, like, at five years old, you're old enough to remember. And I was just making him feel bad for falling. <laughs> I can't even talk about that one. Yeah. Like, that's one I just feel so bad about. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, it's like I'm embarrassed and ashamed, but with that thing with Nemo was... I think that one more, well, not more, but just, that was a big one for me. It's so hot down here. Yeah. And, and, like, and like, that's the thing. It's like, he was five, like, will he, re- like, will he remember it? Maybe a little bit, but like, like, do you, like, you know, I had a different upbringing than you, like my parents, uh, <laughs> words insane, but like, you know, like I, like I remember like one time where like, like I swore or something and like, I, my mom and dad, I can't remember which one, like. Probably would just would just had like a you know like like a bad day at work right. or, or something was going on. Just and, overwhelmed. And they and they went to like wash my mouth out with soap and like. I, oh, I, you've I, told I, me this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I could see like the like the like the like the switch flipped, <laughs> like like a like you know like a, like what a minute am later. I doing? Like, yeah, they're like, and then like we never got a, like like soap never happened again. Like yeah. like uh, like obviously so like they're like oh wait what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> like it's it's like the like kids swearing isn't. Why I'm why I'm upset right now? <laughs> like it's like something else is going on here, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, and like one of the things that therapy gave me that she was and and my wife was just like, it's okay to just leave the situation if you feel overwhelmed. And I remember I was talking about it with Amber one time, and I was like, sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed, and there's nowhere in the house I can really go to escape. I feel like I what I need to do is just get in the truck. And just drive away for just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that feels so insane and so crazy to me. And Amber's like, it's not. Mm -hmm. That's it's a fine, you know, like as long as you come back. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fine reaction to have because you're being an adult Mm -hmm. and recognizing that you need to remove yourself from the situation. Because like like like, we're we're telling like, you know, like 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 the EBD, like high school kids, like the same thing. It's like when they feel like dressing like they can't be in the class, they're supposed to just get up. And, and like go out in the hall right and like because like it, it's 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 a perfectly fine yeah i think mechanism. A, another part of it for me too just to kind of continue to answer kibby's question is i started to see all this stuff online about like 
adult ADHD and I've just thought my whole life that I had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like all the stuff about how overwhelmed, like how overstimulated you can get. And it's always been a thing like I've hated about eating in restaurants and stuff as I get real, like my mind can't seem to filter out stimuli. It mm-hmm. just tries to pay attention to literally everything and it gets so overwhelming. And I remember talking to my therapist and I was like, I'm not really interested in taking medication for it. I'm interested in uh, maybe finding some ways to help me manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, w- I would be kind of interested in getting a diagnosis for it, I guess, just so I know. And she was like, well, if you're, we can do that. It's a, it's a lot of stuff to do. But if you're not interested in taking medication for it, there's not really a reason to do it. She, and she was like... I can tell you, just from observing you, that you have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) So if what you want is somebody to tell you that you have it, I can tell you that you have it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that does feel good enough. (laughs) Just that it's like acknowledged. And she has given me some stuff. Uh, I got these little earplugs that I'll wear wear that uh, I can still have conversations and still hear, Mm -hmm. but it blocks out a lot of other stimulus and those have been helpful. Uh, another thing that I've been doing at home is I'll have my earbuds in mm-hmm. and it'll be playing really, really low. It'll be playing music. Uh, and that has really helped too because I can still have conversations. I can still talk to my kids. But it's like a singular... It doesn't work if it's new music. It has to be music that I've heard a million times. Mm-hmm. But it's like my brain can focus on that singularly. Sure, like and I'm li- still having a conversation, I guess, but like, like, like that's yeah, it's kind of how like I go to sleep, where it's like I go. No, you didn't count. Uh like you know, like I, I go to like I, I put on YouTube or whatever on my TV mm-hmm. to something I've seen before, right? And it starts going, and I'm like out in yeah, like five minutes because like well, it, it'll distract you from your it, own it, thoughts exactly. Too, like yeah. it, it just turns off my brain, yeah, and it's like sleep time. Sleep time. I used to fall asleep to the office all the time and friends before that. Uh, Amber was the one. So that was one thing that I didn't realize because Amber was the first one who pointed it out to me that I would do it. And it wasn't until probably 10 years later that I learned it's a symptom of ADHD, which is like hyper focus and hyper obsession Mm. (laughs) where I just get obsessed with a certain food and it's all I'll eat or I'll get obsessed with a certain show and I'll just watch it over and over and over and over and over or certain mm-hmm. you know certain things and amber had pointed it out to me i think we were i was like 23 and because i was almost like offended i was like no i don't and she was like yeah you do you get you find a thing and you'll be obsessed with it for like eight months and then you want nothing to do with it and i was like oh i do kind of do that okay <laughs> and then like years later i found out like oh that's a thing mm-hmm. that is a symptom of adhd and i was like oh Sorry, bud. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Everyone's th- on the spectrum somewhere. I don't think I have autism. Maybe I do. That's, that's what an autistic person would say. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I'm on the spectrum. I definitely think my brother's on the spectrum. I could see that. My brother's in his early 50s, and I think if he had been going to school like now, he would have been diagnosed on the spectrum. That, that, that seems... Yeah, Amber says she's teasing. Well, that's just rude now. I know. It's <laughs> offensive. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Jason has autism or is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, I do. Sometimes I feel like I do tr- have trouble with picking up on social cues, which is why I value like directness mm-hmm. in relationships so much. Uh, one thing that I have started to do with Mike a lot uh, is I will just tell him. Like, I don't know. I'm having trouble reading that. <laughs> I am ha- I don't understand what you mean by that. Like, I'll just tell him flat out, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a joke or if I should be taking this seriously. And I <laughs> just like Mike's reaction to it because he'll just tell me like, he'll just tell me one way or the other. So it's, it's nice because Mike doesn't have to change himself mm-hmm. and I can just address it when I'm confused. And it doesn't like it. It doesn't upset Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. some people might be annoyed or whatever. I yeah. can just be to Mike like, I don't know how to feel. I like, like I, I've tried to recognize what yeah, your brother s- definitely is when I can see that. Like, but I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I think I'm in a place where he doesn't quite, and I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll, 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 I'll just try and type in chat real quick. This is the thing that's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, ch- it's, it's way easier for me when we are in person. Yes. It's like, it's, but, like yeah. in in chats, it gets so hard for me, which is one reason I think I've started to use emojis so much because it at least helps me feel secure that I am displaying mm-hmm. the proper intent and emotion. So if I'm yeah. joking and I throw a laughy a laugh in there or if I genuinely if I'm genuinely saying like, hey, I thought this was really neat and I'm using the word neat, not sarcastically. Mm-hmm. I'll put like a thumbs up with it mm-hmm. and it's, it calms my own nerves to, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, I'm not doing it for other people. I'm doing it for me because it makes, because what I would do before is I would say a thing and then I would stress about oh, what are they? how did somebody take that? And so now it, it's, it's become this thing I've discovered that helps me not be stressed by it. I dropped my fidget, but I remembered I have this actual fidget. I've been playing with a twisty tie this whole time. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Uh, well, I dropped it and I was like, no, I got to pick it up. But I remembered this thing. So it's a thing I've started to do a lot because it just helps me feel like I am displaying. I am getting across the emotion that I want to get across. Yeah. So that's they've been really nice, but I, I have been using them more and more. Oh, I've, I've, I've noticed. Like. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's not for anybody else. It's just for me. Oddly. Hmm. It worked, but like I said, like, because communicating in text is always that way. Right. And like, especially when it's like, when you know that it is something that can be very easily misconstrued. Like, yes. Yeah, well, like disingenuous <clears throat> or something like that. Like We're so sarcastic with each other yeah. all the time. So it's been, I also think that as our group has gotten older, people have they'll be more sincere more often. Oh yeah. Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Like I didn't down into the mic. Um, that's, you know, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, hold on. He hung up before I could answer. It's my stepdad who never calls me, <laughs> but he, I do still, even though we don't have like clicking phones, mm-hmm. I do still get pocket dials somehow because <laughs> my name is typically at the top of people's list. But when I saw it, I was like, well, so we'll see if he leaves a voicemail. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should answer this. Uh, I'm going to text him. 
butt dial. Sorry, everybody. What was I saying? Uh, we like we like we're we're just more sincere. Oh, I just think that's probably just the thing that happens with age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, therapy was great. It is great. Thanks for that question, Kibby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind talking. I want. <clears throat> I want to be honest when I'm talking about therapy and I want to be like, I want to be vulnerable because it's, it's, I think it's a straight, actually we talked about this in therapy today. It is definitely a strength that I have that vulnerability does not dissuade me or intimidate yeah. me. I'm not, I don't mind being vulnerable. Yeah. Not, not, not the same for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not the same for most people, yeah. but it is not a thing that that dissuades me or that, uh, you know, like I'm not going to, it's like the story with Nemo. I'm not going to tell a story that's going to make me just cry on the podcast, not because it makes me uncomfortable, but because I know like people aren't really here to just see me cry or if they are, it's weird. Yeah. It's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. And that costs, that costs money. <laughs> that's on our OnlyFans. Yep. Um, but it would, it's still, it wouldn't make me uncomfortable. It just, it's not being vulnerable is not a thing that it's a strength of mine. Mm-hmm. And so I want to use that on a podcast and, and talk honestly and openly about it. So thanks, Gibby. Um, yeah, I've been sending you a lot of, uh, aliens, alien <laughs> memes lately. I'm so entertained by them. The one that I sent you, though, about Atlantis, mm-hmm. that was one where I was like, oh, I kind of want to believe this one. And, <laughs> and your response was, I forget exactly what you said, but you were like, all of it makes sense. I'm totally in. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. Because I think I sent it to you without context. Yeah. Because I wanted to see what your response was. And it was about... What was it that they they were Some like, we found the city of Atlantis. Here's Plato's description of Atlantis. And then they showed like an aerial shot of somewhere, an aerial shot. But they also showed like x-ray images of it or whatever. Uh, is it x-ray? What is it? Where they shoot sound waves into the ground. Seismograph. That's not it's, it. It's like ground penetrating radar. Sure. Radar. Ground penetrating radar. Uh, and I just sent just sent it to Dan because I was like, I want to see what he says. But Dan was like, I'm all in. And I was like, yes, that was the one that I w- The one that was laughable was the one about the trees yeah. being alive. And people had like edited these videos to show trees like walking. Mm-hmm. It was so dumb. Mm-hmm. It was so stupid. And then I think I sent you another one lately or recently. Oh, yeah, I can't. There were, there were three. There was yeah. a Giorgio one. Mm-hmm. Or that was the meme I sent. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what that one was. Anyway, do you have any new alien stories, alien conspiracies? No, I I saw a movie about an alien yesterday. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, you guys all seemed to like it. It was. It was. It was I was it, glad it, Matt got to go. It was very fun. Yeah. Why? Like, it just just like the, just like the tone and just like everything about it was just like it was just like a like it was it was a very like light movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, those it, movies shouldn't take themselves. What was the movie? Uh, Shin Ultraman. Shin Ultraman. So it's, it's the it's the second in the uh, in his uh, Shin trilogy. Like there's there's no there's no overarching um, 
In whose Shin trilogy? Uh, Anno, the, okay. the Evan, Evangelion guy. Oh, it's the Evangelion guy. Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, he made Shin Godzilla. He did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he, he, he wrote and directed that one. Who did I recently find out made directed Princess Bride that I was so bamboozled? Me and Rob both were. Uh, the chubby dude. Uh, the, the big guy. Rob Reiner. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Um, but no, like, like I knew <clears throat> all I knew about Ultraman was I've like seen a like a picture of Ultraman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's like a big like. I don't know anything about like Ultraman. A, like, a, like a big, tall, metal-looking guy. Yeah. With, like, red. And he can, he can go like this and, like, mm-hmm. shoot a laser. Um, and so that, that was that was kind of fun, like... You're a lore boy. I'm a lore boy. It, 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 was, it was, like... Uh, Mike said it well, that it was, like, four episodes of, like, a TV show. Just kind of, okay. like, strung cool. back-to-back. Uh, where it's, like, this thing happened, and then this thing happened, and then, like beat up this guy this thing shows up um but it, it had like a very it did like kind of a good job of like um modernizing it like like with like shin godzilla where it's like okay so here's this like government organization that like works to like to find these like uh defeat these kaijus and then ultraman shows up and they have to like figure out what to do is Ultraman a kaiju? He's an so these like really funny looking kaiju things like showed up one after another, like from like the center of the earth or something, and they like had to figure out how to like defeat them, and that that's just kind of like done really quick, and then one shows up, and then this thing like flies in from like outer space, mm-hmm. and it's like Ultraman, and he like shoots a laser beam, and then it, like disappears. Um, but he's like merged with one of the people on their team. So he's, so he's like, he's like taken over his body. Hmm, okay. Um, and so it's like this like alien, like learning to like earthlings and like ec- other, like other so, extraterrestrials coming and he has to like fight them. So what is, okay. So the lore is mm-hmm. <clears throat> the kaiju are not from the planet. The kaiju are. The kaiju are. Yeah. Who are the other aliens that he has to fight? They just come from out like uh, this one comes from. Do they sp- come to fight Ultraman? No, like one was coming to like use Ultraman against us as like a ruse to like make us fight each other. Is and then, and Ultraman on his own? Where does yes. he come from? It's like he came from the planet of light. Uh, and he had he had uh, he came to like help. And to like see us, and so he knew we needed help. Yeah, but we're what ended up happening is like later on, we're too much like him and his people, so they came to destroy us. So he had to, he had to fight his people. So yeah, so it's uh, quite simple. (laughs) Like, hey, Javin. Like it's like the so like 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 he fights (sighs) this this this, like this alien shows up in a fedora, and like it, 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 it acts like it's our friend, and he has to fight it. Is uh, it a giant? No, like it's it's like a little guy. It's like it's like. But this, Ultraman is like the size of buildings, isn't he? Well, yeah. When, when he when he when he does his little thing, he he goes. Oh, so he grows. He's yeah. not always so, that he, so big. he's in human form, and then he hits that button, and then he turns into Ultraman. But he's always in the Ultraman outfit. Yes, he's okay. Um, a lady, but a he's giant. A, he's a biped. A, a giant lady shows up at one point. Okay, she uh, has big boobs. She's she's regular, 
But so like I guess her boobs are bigger because she is bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so like he he fights the one alien that shows up in the fedora that was trying to trick us, and then this other alien showed up and wanted to be our god. He'd been here all along, um, and he was going to give humans the power to transform into big things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm great. At, I'm great at this. <laughs> I'm really glad you're here. Um, and so he was going to like try and control us, but then like other who was this, this one that wanted to give us the power to like become. So he big. wanted to give us the power to become big, but, but we had, we would have to treat yeah, we have to treat him as a god. Is he also from the power of light? He's from the a different planet of he's, light. He's a different alien from a different world. Oh, did he give Ultraman the power to be big? No, that's just something that they know because they're advanced species from outer space. Oh, so if you're advanced enough, you can grow big. You, you, you learn how to use this beta So it's not like a genetic thing yeah. that Ultraman has. You learn how okay. to use this beta particle. He's not like Superman. No, but it's just some sort of science. It's a beta particle. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Ultraman has to fight him. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, like, during their fight, there's just like a, t- there's just like, a, like a little gold Ultraman, like, off the distance. And the guy's like, well, this isn't worth my time anymore and just leaves. And so then the gold Ultraman wants to destroy our planet. Because since we're since we can hybridize and like turn it and like Ultraman can like become one with us, there's like our species is like too dangerous to like allow to exist. Of course. So. So uh, he has this thing called Zeton that he puts in space. It's going to fire a giant fireball. Who who is he in that sentence? The gold gold Ultraman? Zafi. Zafi. Okay. The gold Ultraman. What does he put in space? Zeton. A Zeton. Yeah. And what does it do? It's going to throw... Uh, a fireball that's 300 quintillion degrees into the earth and destroy the universe. It destroys the universe? Our whole solar system, yeah. The solar system. Our whole solar system. That makes way more sense. Um, But then Ultraman teaches us to be, to like fight for ourselves. Like he shows that it's futile for him to like fight the Zeton thing because it's this super strong thing made by his people and he can't defeat it. But we can. If we use our brains and we, and we work together. With our hearts. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we defeat it. Yep. Spoilers. But it, it's, it's, it, was, it was just this like, <sighs> this, like, fun little, like, uh, I don't know. It was probably, like, two hours movie. I, I'm not, I, I don't remember how long the movie was. I, it was one I wanted to go to just because it seemed fun. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen an Ultraman thing. But it was, like... If it had been in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely would have gone. But it was like, man, I can't do movie night, Ultraman, and then yeah. the podcast. And it just, I'm glad that I didn't buy a ticket because it turned out that, of course, my kids are fucking sick. Yep. So I wouldn't have gone anyway. Like, it, it wasn't as good as, like, Shin, Shin Godzilla is. Oh, Shin Godzilla is so good. Like, four and a half stars. Like, it's have like an Amber watch Shin it's Godzilla. Such a, Would she dig Shin Godzilla? I don't know. I don't know if she would, but it's such a fun movie. But I, but I gave like Shin Ultraman four stars just because okay. it was like, um, and then I mean Amber watches anything that's on a TV. So that's true. Coming out in March is something I know even less than like Ultraman. Uh, he has the third one he's doing is this thing called Shin Common Rider, which is like a thing that rides a motorbike. Cool. And it fights other monsters. Cool. But like it's so like because there's there's so many of these shows that like existed in Japan Depending about on like when it comes out kaijus and stuff. Like it releases in Japan in March, so who knows when it you know when we when we get our like subtitle version? 
What's it called? Uh, Shin Common Rider. Shin Common Rider. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we'll get that, and then people are hoping that he does like uh, it be it be called like Shin Shin Go Ren Shin Go Ranger, which would be like the original Power Rangers from like the seventies. Cool. People are hoping that he does that next, but it's it's just like so far like those two have just been like a fun like like go into like this the, like his version mm. of like this like bureaucracy in like Japan yeah and like how they like deal with these things and you said it was the second one yeah so so like because so like you Shin- haven't seen the first we saw Shin Godzilla oh it goes Shin Godzilla Shin, Shin Ultraman. Ultraman and then what does Shin mean I don't know. <clears throat> Japanese to English Shin Heart Okay Shin is the Japanese word for heart It can also be translated to mean Mind or spirit Hmm I guess yeah I guess I, I, guess I don't know what the, the Meaning would be then when you do like Maybe it's like the, the spirit of like Godzilla The spirit of Ultraman, like, hmm. yeah, I wonder. I wonder how it translates to the movies. Yeah, because like, because you know, because you he, can he, use heart in English to describe somebody's spirit. Like, he's got a lot of heart. And that's the thing is like, because he's he's coming to these things from a place of like love and like right. reverence from when he was a child. Hmm. Um, like like what growing up watching them. So I I feel like that's probably what it's it's like his kind of like you know expression of of these things. I'm glad you guys had fun. I wanted to go. But my life is too <laughs> chaotic right now with my <laughs> insane little people. Mm-hmm. But that was fun. What's the next movie I want to see in theaters? I just mentioned one to you guys where I was like, I definitely will go see that. Oh, um, Bo is Afraid. What is that? It's the Ari, Ari, Ari Aster. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me anything about it. Okay. Now I remember. Walking Phoenix is in it. Okay, <laughs> I'll just see anything Ari Aster does at this point. Um, I have become one of those people where it's like this director. Okay, deal. Because I, I, I started that trailer and then I was like, nope. I, and I just turned it off. Yeah, I'll just see what he makes. He, his last two movies have been phenomenal. The katakana <clears throat> for Shin in the film's Japanese title was chosen by director Hidakiano as it can stand for new, true, or god. Oh, ah. okay. So like new Godzilla. New Godzilla. True Godzilla, God, God Godzilla. Godzilla, God Ultraman. I th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose that it's new. <laughs> Thanks, Javin. Uh <laughs> like Ultraman. Ultraman's like a weird character. Like just, just quick. Does he talk? No, the, the the robot never talks. Or like whatever, whatever it is when it grows big, that looks metal. But what about when it's little? Like how is he illuminate? How is he communicating all this? So when he's when he's in human form, what does that mean? Just when he's small? So yeah. So when when he came down to Earth to be his first kaiju, or Mike's what, pulling his hair out, like the third kaiju, or was the fourth one? I forget which one it was. Um, he landed, and uh, one of the people on this on the team that was fighting the kaiju, the this like squad of five people, um, had run out to try and save a kid that that was like that hadn't evacuated, okay. and he died. He got like, and so he took, <laughs> he took, he, he took his body and, and like 
merged with it. So one of the members on their team died, but they okay. didn't know that because they, they just they just thought they just knew that he ran out during the fight. Okay. And so he showed up to work the next day. But it's Ultraman. Yep. And he's but he's doesn't quite like they're not picking up on the cues that like he's not quite the same person. Okay. Like But he speaks English or well he speaks Japanese. But he but he's not talking a lot. He's just kinda like okay. doing stuff. Um and this new girl joins her team and she's like, Me and you, we're gonna be we're gonna be teammates and buddies. Oh weird. Look how the brackets came in. Oh, it yeah. looks normal here, but it looks weird on there. Sorry. Um, and so she's kind of teaching him about teamwork. And she's like, me and you, we're, we're going to be on a team to figure out who Ultraman is. And she's like, she wants to be buddies with him. And, you know, it's just this, like this, you know, fun little thing. And then they figure out that it is him. And then, like, you know, the government wants him and stuff like that. And, and it's like, you remember in, like, Shin Godzilla, there was, like, the whole undertone of, like, Japan's place in the world yeah. as, as like a super or like what kind of superpower are they um, and like you know they're not quite as strong as they're not as strong as the United States but like they uh, there's so there's, there's a lot of that stuff in here too interesting a little more playful like they call in some American bombers to try and blow one up and they like run on ammo and they go game over and they just, and they, they just fly away <laughs> maybe we'll watch it sometime yeah I, 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 I think we could <clears throat> I I don't know. I'm trying to decide if Amber would like Shin Godzilla. She might. I mean, Amber likes most things mm-hmm. that are on TV. Oh, <clears throat> real quick before we end, and then mm-hmm. I gotta end. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Amber finally started White Lotus. Oof. Uh, season one or two? Season. Oh, there's a season two. It, season two just ended, and it just won like the Golden Globe for best. Season one. Yeah. Uh, and we got like halfway through the first episode and then Aurora started to have a coughing fit. And so we went to bed, but I was telling Amber, I was like, I'm going to give this show a chance mm-hmm. because both Mike and Dan have talked about liking it. Uh, and I did not know that, um, Steve's on Steve's on was in it. I had no idea. He's been my favorite part so far. He's great. He's so, I love Steve's on and he's, it's just weird. To see, I'm so used to him being young. Mm-hmm. It's weird to see him as like a middle-aged dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really, I really like Steve's on it. He's been cracking me up. Um, but I told Amber, I was like, I don't know how this show is going to play out, but I don't know if I have room in my life for another show that's about rich people being awful. (laughs) (laughs) I, I only have room for succession. Yeah. That's like the only show I can watch where it's just rich people being awful and I hate everything after I watch it, but that show is so good that I just put up with it. But we're gonna we're gonna give it a couple of episodes and see. But I I, I, I liked some of it. I liked uh, the crazy blonde Stifler's mom. Oh yep. Uh, her whole vibe, I'm digging. She's a she's, she's so something. weird. And after that therapy session, when she, the lady's on the phone and she just keeps giving her money. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was, <laughs> the woman was doing like the Sanskrit chanting and she was chanting with her. That was cracking me up. So like it, it definitely had its moments. I got to go to bed. All right. That's what I said at the beginning of this one. I was like, this is, it's, it's not going to be a long one. At some point, my kids won't be sick. Yeah. They March. weren't, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another month and a half. It's exhausting. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. 
thanks for giving me a chance to talk about therapy. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think more people should have access to it. Uh, uh, I don't know that we do. I'm hesitant to say one. So let's just say no. Okay. Did we have one for December? December? What was it? Top five commercials of all time. Top five commercials. Just blanket. Your, your favorite commercials of all time. I don't think I can do that in two weeks. Hmm? We'll shoot for top five commercials in February. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how my kids treat themselves. My daughter's walking around picking her nose today, and I was like, stop picking your nose. You're just getting over being sick. Yeah, sorry, Kibby. I don't feel like I can commit to top five commercials two weeks from now. So we'll say February, and that gives me a long mm -hmm. time, because that would be February 23rd, top five commercials. <clears throat> if this is your first time listening, subscribe to us on whatever app you get your podcast on. Give us a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Mm -hmm. Come hang out and chat when we're live uh, most Thursdays. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter or don't because Twitter sucks. It's at TMSS underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you ever want to email us, you can email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good. What's the button? There's the button.